In this video, I'm going to be talking about three dangers which arise from a lack of interdenominational dialogue within the church and three ways in which we can solve this. Interdenominational dialogue can be defined as the discussion between the Catholics, the Protestants, and the Orthodox, and the dangers which arise from not having that discussion between these denominations. The first biggest danger is that it prevents us from learning from each other. Of course, there are very big ideas and separations between each of these denominations. For example, questions of tradition, questions of authority, questions of history, and, and so much more, the status of Mary and a lot of these discussions. But despite all these differences, it's very important that we are able to have that dialogue so we could understand what each position is, that, so that we can understand each other's views and how we are worshipping God together. At the end of the day, we need to notice that, well, a lot of times in church or in, in a sermon or in kind of our own positions, we often are unable to appreciate the full extension of Catholicism. Protestants have a, a very weakened, a strawmanned view of Catholicism, just as Orthodox have a very strawmanned view of Protestantism, same, and, and, the, and that problem kind of applies from each denomination. Not, not many of us actually understand what the Catholic Church teaches. Not many of us understand what the Protestant Church teaches. What, not many of us understand what the Orthodox teach. And as a result, that lack of awareness of other denominations makes it very difficult for us to actually understand what the truth is. After all, we need to seek God first as the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He who comes from me shall not perish but have eternal life. It's important that we understand the truth through which we can pursue our relationship with God. Because if we don't fully understand these different denominations, it's too easy to fall into the mindset where we're all right and that there is nothing which we can learn from another denomination, which is just clearly not the case. There's a lot that we can learn from the Catholics, the Protestants, and the Orthodox together. And that by putting together these movements of spirituality, these expressions of religiosity, of Christianity, we're able to move forward in our faith. Now, the second danger which arises from this lack of interdimensionality denominational dialogue is that and i'd raise this a bit is that it leads to an insular um kind of siege mentality there's always this us versus at them mentality sometimes when you're talking to protestants sometimes when you're talking to catholics they label the protestants as, as almost as bad as atheists or the catholics as bad as atheists or if not even worse they view each other as heretics which almost some in some sense by strict definition they are i guess somewhat heretical if you look at the orthodox or the protestant church from a catholic perspective and and vice versa there are challenges there however at the core fundamental area there's this idea where instead of viewing each other as christians and each other as people who are desiring a relationship with god we view each other in the sense of there is this idea where I'm superior to you. There's this siege mentality where you're the enemy. You're by talking to you, it's almost like the case that I'm by learning to you, I'm almost trying to deconvert myself. I'm trying to uh, take into consideration or interact with some heretical knowledge, which is really not the case. Um, by having that dialogue, you're able to understand more about the truth and to really figure out what is actually at the core of reality. Because if we truly are believing in the truth, we should be open to other views because the truth is not something which is exclusive. The truth is inclusive by definition. Truth says, well, come to me, come to me, understand me, understand myself by dialogue, by discussion, you'll get closer to the truth. And that's what the truth really means. Third major danger which arises from the lack of interdenominational dialogue is that we really are on the same side here. When we're thinking about the difference between denominations, it's very easy to get caught up with these distinctions to, to attack the different um, denominations, which I talked about previously with the siege and insular mindset. But when we are actually fundamentally realizing what's at the core of all of these denominations. It's, it's not really a denomination, the expression of these denominations. It really is our relationship with Christ. It, it depends on, well, how are we interacting with Christianity and what does Christ mean to us? Are we really loving God with all our hearts or are we 
trying to put a denomination or kind of an expression of our spirituality as as our god and are we i i make causing idolatry by raising that denomination above our relationship with christ are we are we losing sight of what truly is at the heart of the christian message which is that christ died for us for our sins and if we appreciate and adopt that mindset then perhaps we could draw closer to christianity at large and develop our relationship with christ so by preventing ourselves from having that interdenominational dialogue we really are preventing ourselves from approaching that truth. We talked about some of the dangers of interdenominational dialogue. Let's talk about some of the solutions that we can provide. How can we solve this lack of interdenominational dialogues? One important thing I think is to have public debates between different um, leaders within the churches. We have um, James White who constantly debates um, Catholics and Orthodox uh, leaders. I think we've, we've reviewed some of his debates in the past. We can bring that back and have that discussion within the church, talk to each other, talk, talk to um, people of other uh, denominations, especially leaders within the church, if we have that dialogue, we could learn in a good way about what other, each other believes, but also understand where we hold our position. Because sometimes it's very dangerous if you're just learning something new for the first time, and it's very easy to get attracted to those new messages, to those new ideas, without actually understanding what you believe in yourself or what actually does your denomination present. And perhaps your denomination has a response to these problems, which you have not thought of before. So having that understanding with two well-known uh, or at least well researched people on those topics can be a very helpful thing to boost the interdenominational inter dialogue together. Now, the second important thing is to study on these different denominations to really learn about them. What really do Catholics believe in? What really, what do the Orthodox believe in? What do the Protestants believe in? Really understand the nuance of it so that you can understand where you lie on, on that scale. Because at the end of the day, although we like to say, oh, I'm a Baptist or I'm a Catholic or I'm an Orthodox, if you really think about it, what do you actually believe in? You might realize very quickly that there's a lot of things which you believe in or you would become to believe or agree with, which are completely irrelated or in fact in contradictory or, or in contradiction to some of the things that your church believes in. For example, there's some things within Protestantism where I'm like, you know what, I actually never believe in this. And if, if you learn more about your own denomination, but also learn about other denominations, you can say, well, okay, on these certain issues, I might be a bit more of a Catholic than a Protestant and, and, and vice versa, or maybe more of an Orthodox than a Protestant or, or Orthodox than a Catholic on certain issues. Maybe someone, an Eastern Catholic might be like, I, I support I, I disagree with the filioque um, controversy or I have a certain stance on the filioque, which is like proceeds from the father and the son. Well, okay, I disagree with that. It only proceeds from the father. Well, okay, on these, on this basis, on this understanding, well, hold up. Perhaps I'm more of an orthodox on this topic, but maybe not everything. I still believe in the primacy of the Pope, perhaps, for example, right? So by learning about different denominations, you're able to really understand where you truly lie and grow, have a growing appreciation for your other Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Now, finally, you want to be able to really have more friends with different Christians of other denominations, maybe have some more Catholic friends, some other Protestant friends, or Orthodox friends. You should pray together, learn together, learn the truth together. And by having those friendships, you're able to really, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron, really sharpen each other and really draw closer to the truth. Because at the end of the day, what you really want is to get closer to truth, get closer to God, not get closer to a denomination. It's, it's pointless, it's meaningless to say, I'm the perfect Baptist or I'm the perfect Protestant or I'm the perfect Orthodox or I'm the perfect um, Catholic if you don't really have a relationship with God because if you don't have a relationship with God then nothing else really matters in the first place so if you're able to draw yourself closer to the truth draw yourself closer to what God is calling you to do in your life well that's the most important thing at the end of the day well I hope you've enjoyed this analysis of the problems of of the lack of interdenominational dialogue and the and kind of solutions to interdenominational dialogue let me know your thoughts about interdenominational relationships in the comments below and I'll happily talk to you there see you soon thank you for watching and goodbye I'll see you next one